What's up, hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, Sam Whisper. Sam, it has been a while. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, we had Thanksgiving last week, uh, bachelor party shenanigans the, the week before that. Um, so I haven't hardly, like, we, we've talked through Facebook and Twitter, but haven't actually got to talk to you really in person in what feels like about a month now. Yeah. Hey, we have comments already. Awesome. B-ball, Let's get them going. B-ball Josh expecting energy from Sam. Oh boy, um, Sam is fired up today, guys. This listen, is going to be a very good listen, show. The last two days on Twitter have been absolutely treacherous for me and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to quit Twitter. Um, Cyclones fan. Hello, American Beauties. <laughs> Let's go. Got some Cincinnati representation out here. Um, yeah, I uh, do want to say as well, uh, thank you to uh, Andrew Rinaldi with Field Press Hockey. He was filling in for me on the last show. Um, that was the one before Thanksgiving. So a uh, huge, huge thank you there uh, to Andrew. And as always, like check out Field Press Hockey. Their stuff rocks. Yes, definitely. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? Would you, did you travel anywhere? Did you stay home? What would you do? Um. I mean, I traveled the week before uh, Thanksgiving up to Providence to go see the Phantoms play. Um, awesome little little town. Went then went to Springy that Sunday to see them play the Thunderbirds, and then came home. Um, thank you to Chris and Tim. You guys, pretty pretty awesome spending it with uh, basically my hockey dads. Great time. Um, by Sunday, I was tapped. Mm-hmm. oh yeah because uh-huh. you're, you're pulling double duty for some of those games too my god um yeah <laughs> it was it was it was pretty awesome i saw patty nags playing his first ahl game of the year um i messaged him told him he played a, a great game and he's like you know wish i had a different outcome but i was like dude you, you played an awesome game um and then I came home and it was Thanksgiving. I cooked for five and a half hours. I chopped nine pounds of sweet potatoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's still sweet potato casserole and I'm I'm kind of overeating it. So Oh, I believe it. Uh, that nine pounds, that's insane. <laughs> that's so much food. I haven't been on Twitter thanks to having the flu. It's been nice. Yeah, dude, just stay off Twitter. Yeah. Every once in a while, just taking a few days to Stay off the social. Um, yeah. My, when, oh, go ahead. My sweet angel of a best friend, Dana. Hi, Sam. Hi. <laughs> Every year at the end of hockey season, like, you know, when less so with the NHL, because it's like they kind of they finish the cup and then they go right into all the draft stuff and the first few days of free agency. But once we get through like the first week or so of free agency, I always try and like just shut off Facebook, shut off Twitter all of that and just take like a week without it. And you're amazed how much you're like reaching for your phone. Like, Oh no, I don't need to check this right now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cyclones fans, sweet potato casserole is the best though. It really is. But after five days, I'm over it. (laughs) Big fan of the broccoli and cheddar casserole. That's, that's probably my favorite. I made, I made homemade green bean casserole. Not that crap out of a can. (laughs) No, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the real stuff. Uh-huh. I want to try doing that next year with uh I just made mushroom soup for the first time last week. Um want to try making that and using that to make the um the casserole, see how that comes out. 
Yeah, my mom was like, why are you going through all this? I'm like, because it's better for you, duh. Yeah, it, it really is. The more stuff that you make that's like not out of a can and preserved, like yeah. definitely better way to go and better flavor a lot of the time too. Definitely. It was fun. <laughs> Let's get right into things here. You got one that uh, you wanted to kind of lead off the show with here of uh, calling kids up um, from the AHL to the NHL. Uh, mushroom soup looked good. How'd it turn out? It, it was solid. It, it was a I I would say the, the flavor was like about eight and a half and nine out of ten. Uh, a couple minor tweaks I want to make to it, but it it turned out pretty well. So definitely want to want to make that again soon. But also it, it, we spent way too much on mushrooms for that soup. So um, there, there's pros and cons to calling players up and especially younger players from the AHL to the NHL. Sometimes it's just the quick, um, you know, four or five games, maybe six, and then sending them back down so that they can get that taste of life at the NHL level. Um, sometimes it's the, the player is back and forth kind of on the, the, the 13th forward or the 7th D man, um, going back up and down. Um, but one thing that we did see this week was a few people calling, uh, the transactions to the AHL, a demotion. And I know, I, I haven't known you very long, but I do know there are a few ways to get you more fired up than to say going to the AHL is a demotion. Um, and looking at how, for some of these players, you know, Shane Wright, where a bit of a weird scenario there, he can't go back to juniors, get scratched, get sent down to the AHL for two weeks on a conditioning stint, but then he'll come back up. I look at a guy like Marco Rossi, who the Minnesota Wild just sent down to Iowa um, because he wasn't hanging on to a roster spot and was repeatedly being scratched and, frankly, really needs to be playing. Um, Sam, kind of talk us through the how teams handle um, calling up their prospects from the AHL level, sending them down to the AHL ranks, um, and how really that is not a demotion at all. So I made the demotion a completely like separate segment because – Okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it for that. We'll, we'll make that its own deal. <sighs> But yeah, let's let's at least start with, with the prospect level of, of calling them up and down. So the needs and the wants of calling kids up, basically, you know, if, if a coach wants to see that prospect, see how they'll do at that level or injuries, um, you know, some some clubs have been hit harder than others by injuries um, or again, if that club just wants to see how that prospect is going to do at that level. Again, there are pros and cons to doing that. And if a prospect is brought up too early, I hate using my home team as an example, but I'm going to, I fully will say this Carter Hart was brought up too early. hundred percent. Um, Played well that first season he got called up, but. Again, he hasn't had a solid team in front of him, but he was brought up too early. He played 18 games in the AHL, and that's way too few games for him to have played. Um, He's a solid goaltender. I cannot argue that, but he, it, it was way too few games in the AHL. 
Yeah, goalies in particular are a weird case. Um, I always get thrown off by calling hockey players kids, but like, yeah, most of these guys are younger than me, which is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. We feel that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, but yeah, they're they're not kids. They're they're grown men in a lot of cases, but. But then I have to sit there and remember that I'm talking to a 22 year old mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. a kid. <laughs> um, but bringing these kids up way too early can be kind of detrimental to their development. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry, giving them maybe three, four, five games at the most. Yeah, giving them a taste of the NHL won't do them harm. No, absolutely not. Bringing them back down will do them better in the long run. But bringing them back up and then sending them back down after 20 games, that's just going to reset the cycle and it's going to give them longer. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that know. we talked about tonight on Podsnipe Selly um, was how, in particular, the players with a one birth years are not quite catching on at the NHL level. And you're like Marco Rossi, like Nick Robertson with the Toronto Maple Leafs um, getting scratched more than getting ice time. And other guys like Alex Turcott and Philip Broberg and Cam York, um, Phil Tomasino, like these guys who all of them have fewer than 25 games of NHL experience, but it seems like as hockey fans, our mindsets have kind of shifted to if you are not playing top six minutes in your draft year plus two, like you're a scrub. Like that, that is like the approach that it feels like a lot of fans have. I think that's a really dangerous mindset for us to get into as, as fans, as people who assess talent, as people who are around the game. I feel like that's a really slippery slope to go down, especially when this group in particular, um, a lot of them lost draft year plus one to COVID. And with all the shutdowns there, juniors not being a, a thing in a lot of cases um, or, or very minimal experience there, that's a really key time for development that those players just missed and they will not get that time back. So now they have to even further down the line, like it is going to take for the next probably three or four different draft classes, it's going to take longer for players to be ready for the AHL level, for the NHL level. It's going to take more time and fans need to be patient here so that they don't destroy these prospects and turn on the turn on them as fans. And I and I get the want and the excitement to see these players and, and you know, especially mm-hmm. to see players like Tyson Forrester, especially to see players like Elliot Denoyer and 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 Cam York. I I get the want and the excitement and, you know, and players like Marco Rossi and um, Nemec and just Mm -hmm. all these players, I get the want and the need and the excitement. I understand it, but you got to give these kids time. Mm -hmm. Time is of the essence and patience is a virtue because Mm -hmm. do you want these kids to be good or do you want these kids to be great? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, some clubs are better at developing players than others. Mm-hmm. Very true. But you got to give these kids time. 
Now, also another thing that comes into play is consistency. Some kids right now are hitting what's called a rookie wall. Mm, yeah, where they're they're hot and cold. Fifteen to fifteen to twenty to twenty five games into the season, and you're used to having, you know, maybe you get you get two games a weekend, and now you're playing three, and you're playing them against better competition, and you're just not necessarily physically ready for that. You're used to having a billet situation where now you're on your own. Like we talked about that with Montana a few weeks ago, where when it's your first time out and you're living on your own, that's a big change for a lot of guys to be making. And some guys really just aren't ready for that. Yeah. It's, it's a change for everybody. Um, and including these players to, to, to be doing this. Um, and you know, these, these kids sometimes just aren't ready, but to be hitting that rookie wall when they're playing, sometimes these kids are hot and cold. You'll, you'll hear their names two, three games in a row, and then you won't hear them for three or four games in a row. And then you'll hear them again for two, three games and you won't hear them for three or four. It's, it's a cycle. They have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's the main key. And that's what the club wants to see. The club wants to see these kids be consistent. Yeah. It's, I would almost rather wait too long to bring a player up than to bring them up too early and make sure like, if you're a forward, like, are you close to a point per game type pace? If you're one of our top prospects, are you putting up roughly a point per game pace at the AHL level to show that you're ready for a call up to the NHL level? That's like, that's not the only benchmark because not everybody is goal scorer. Sometimes you're just really, a solid defensive forward. Sometimes it's you're the, I'm going to go stand in front of the net and deflect pucks and put up 15 points a year, but that's my role and I'm very good at it. Are you consistent within your role is, is what I'm trying to say. And if you can show at the AHL level, really that level of consistency, that's, that's kind of the benchmark for me. Yeah. Same here. I think this is probably the longest we've gone into the show without doing an ad read. Yeah. So uh, visit <laughs> visit Lugaroo.co for all of your custom basically sportswear needs. He does everything from the Reading Royals, which is the ECHL team, um, to the Cincy Junior Cyclones. Mm-hmm. Our guys <laughs> wear them uh, pretty much every game day. So when our boys are, are rolling up to the rink and they're not in suits, they're in the the track suits. Um, that's that's all Lugaroo. So. Uh, shout out to Colin for that. We we appreciate it. We look really good. Um, thanks to the work that you did. So thanks, Colin. So I'm not I'm not gonna lie. When uh, I was on that three game stint for the for the Phantoms two weekends ago, mm-hmm. I wore my Lugaroo custom mm-hmm. Lazinski Ohio State jersey. All right, wore it Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I had a black tank top on i had my black sweatshirt on friday saturday they won Mm -hmm. sunday wore the same jersey i had a white tank top on with a beige hoodie guess what happened they lost I should have just kept the same shirt, same hoodie. <laughs> Phantoms fans, if you're looking for somebody to blame and you don't want to blame the players or the coaches, we, we got a, a scapegoat for you here with Sam. 
it was my fault. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it happens. All right. So we'll do some updates from around the league. I figured I'd throw this in. Um, per David Foote, who is basically somebody who's with the Belleville Senators, um, there is an injury update. Um, forward Philippe Deos' season is, is over. Um, he has Yikes. a shoulder injury um, that he suffered in Utica last Wednesday. And defenseman Christian Rubens is expected to miss four to six weeks with a hamstring issue. Not good. I feel like this is the time of year as well that we we start to see not only the injuries start to rack up, but the more serious uh, injuries starting to rack up there as well. Um, and to have it be a season-ending injury, it feels like we just started. Um, so this, I mean, you know, um, I'm I hope Philippe gets better because that's coming from someone who has seen two shoulder injuries take two guys out last year alone um it's it's devastating to 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 have that happen mm -hmm. in the ahl um but you know what these kids bounce back really fast they do and you know philippe is a uh, he was a sixth round pick for ottawa in 2020 um but already like rapidly moving up. He had 47 points in 38 games last year with uh, St. John in the QMJ. He had seven points in nine games this year. Um, really was on track for a solid season. Um, and to, to lose a guy after nine games um, and your, your whole season is done, um, that sucks. There's really not a, a better way to put it than that. Um, and of course, with this show, like, yes, we have the teams that we like to root for, but we don't ever root for injuries no. on this show. We don't ever want guys to be missing time. Um, sure, if we you want do something, everybody to be good. If you do something stupid to get yourself suspended, we'll laugh at you for it. But we want players <laughs> on the ice. Like, so yeah, especially for Dallas, like, that sucks too. Cause he, he is a player that, Senators fans, both in Ottawa and Belleville, like that's he is a player to watch and to, to keep an eye on. I, I think he's really showing a lot of progress, and especially, um, I think fans like to write off the, the later round draft picks and think, oh, you know, you're, you're a sixth round pick or a seventh round pick, you got no shot at, at making the NHL. Just the opposite, like sometimes these guys, they're leaders best players. and Kirill Kaprizov is a fifth round pick. He was taken in the fifth round. And you're going to tell me that that guy should be written off because fifth round picks don't pan out. Uh, I'm pretty sure Henrik Lundqvist was like an eighth round pick back when the draft had eight rounds. Like, no players have a shot. Like we talked about earlier, give them the time and the patience to bring them along. Doust is going to be a guy that sends fans are going to want to watch. And especially like, yeah, shoulder injuries are tough especially when you're a D-man. I bet he comes back and he comes back strong and, and Sens fans will be happy about that. Sorry, I'm looking up when Lundqvist was drafted. You're all good. <laughs> this is I, I like this game. This is test Dan's draft memory and see when guys were taken. Oh, my God. I'm not reading through all of that on Wikipedia. You're nuts. <laughs> when was – oh, my God. I'm not even slowing on that one. 
Uh, let's see here. Henrik Lundqvist, Wikipedia. Uh, 205th overall pick in the 2000 draft, uh, which would be... Seventh round. Seventh round. Seventh round. Dang it. I thought it was eight. <laughs> okay. But the draft did have eight rounds that year. In fact, it had nine. Um, but again, seventh Dana, round pick. Dana know, just came in clutch. 205 overall. Yeah. You, you can't tell me that these guys... Um, these late round picks don't pan out. I, I am not here for that take. That's that's well, and I've always said your your late round pick can always be one of your best players, like mm-hmm. Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. Or even if it's not a Kaprizov, maybe it's somebody who really is a leader for your AHL team or your ECHL team. Uh you gotta have guys at those levels too. It's not, you know, not everybody that you're drafting is drafted with the intent of you're gonna be a top six player top 4D, number one goalie, you're, you're not always drafting for those roles. Sometimes you are drafting for, hey, we need a guy who is going to be our AHL captain four or five years down the road from now. So Listen, our captain's going to be there until he's a bronze statue on the 7th Street of Allentown. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good to know. <laughs> uh, moving on to the West Coast, Coachella Valley. I feel like we're not covering them enough. We need to start digging into them some more. They're uh, two months in, and uh, there are 22 games on the road. Um, they're kind of killing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they've got 15 of their 22 um, out of the way, 9-4 and 2 on season, 20 points. Um, but they are, they're one point out of being third in the Pacific. Yeah. Um, um, so, 55 goals, which is tied for second. Yeah. Um, now, remember, Shane Wright has three of those. Anyway. That's okay. true. That's true. Shane Wright is uh, doing Shane Wright things, just like we expected him to do once he got to the AHL level. Mark, yo, 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 I'm in NC. Canes are playing. <laughs> hey, Mark. Yeah. Is, uh, is your boy Kachetkov, is he uh, going again tonight for I think he is. He's starting. Carolina? I picked him up for fantasy hockey and I don't think he has gotten a win since I picked him up. So, you know, yeah. we're both taking blame throughout the show. I'll, I'll eat that one. They're, um, they're not doing so hot right now. It's a little um, so right now, if anybody doesn't know, or they're not following Coachella Valley hardcore, like Dan and I, um, Coachella Valley does not have a home arena. They are waiting for completion and it should be completed within the next couple of weeks. Um, Dana, do the East and the West still play different number of games? No, everybody in the AHL, everybody in the AHL is playing the same number of games. So everything is equal this season, and everybody is going back to points system instead of point percentage. Thank goodness. It is so hard to keep track of and all the tiebreak scenarios too. Like I do not want to be the historian for last last season. Like you could you couldn't pay me enough. Um, so like I said, um, Coachella Valley is waiting for their arena to be completed and it should be completed within the next couple of weeks. It is going to be called the Akershore Arena in Palm Desert, California. I want to go because it just sounds warm. Um, Mm. I live in the Poconos of Pennsylvania and it's cold. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they are going to have four home games in the Pacific Northwest. They're actually going to play in the Kraken's arena to mm-hmm. have their four home games. Which is um, a sweet barn, by the way. That is yeah. a really cool venue for a game. I think I 
think their arena is like the first like green arena. Yeah, like one hundred percent like renewable energy, everything like. Yeah, I think so. Um, they are going to actually head home December eighteenth for the debut of their new building. So yeah, mm. within the next few weeks, um, and the firework firebirds are going to be well rounded for the second half run and schedule packed with home dates, which good for them because they deserve to be home after being on the road. Those boys mm -hmm. are probably sick and tired of being on the road. Um, listen, I did, I did three road games and I was just like, <laughs> it's a lot of noodles and company. It's a lot of grab and go pizzas. It's a lot of gas station food. It, life on the road is tough. It really is. So um, getting some time at home. Um, I just want to shout out as well, Seattle's broadcast crew. And that translates as well into Coachella's broadcast crew. It's, it's so good. Like go out of your way to watch their games at some point and just listen to the, the Coachella call, listen to Seattle's home broadcast, like top notch. Except I have to say the Firebirds mascot is way better than that troll that they have living under the bridge. Oh, in God. Yeah. Like that. It, it, it's trying to be gritty and it's not. Gritty, gritty. Gritty is gritty. You cannot copy gritty. Yeah. Sorry, Seattle. It, is, it feels gritty, like it's what they tried to do. Gritty will fight boy or bow or whatever it is. I love um, how everything about gritty is just like gritty is an entity. It's not the guy who plays gritty. It's not the person in the mascot costume. It is just gritty. Gritty is a thing. Mm -hmm. There is no other way to explain gritty. <laughs> Um, but talking about Gritty, um, Lehigh Valley was actually kind of recognized on the AHL website by Pat Williams. Um, within his article, he actually talked about all 32 teams, but he kind of talked about Lehigh Valley and it was kind of nice because they don't get recognized. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, as the Flyers continue to reconstruct... <laughs> That's a bit of a generous term, but yeah, go on. Pat, buddy, we're not reconstructing. <laughs> um, the Phantoms are being counted on to kind of... <laughs> Josh, I hate you. <laughs> no, he can't be demoted to the AHL. <laughs> okay, not only is it not sent... It's, it's the demotion. Oh, God. We got Sam going. We lost Sam. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway no, okay that might if we have a comment section hall of fame that one is, is going to be a, a first ballot inductee um we lost that. anyway the phantoms <laughs> are being counted on to basically play a massive role this year and next year um they did have kind of a slow start this year um, and it was kind of, Dana, I'm going to kill you. Um, get Sam going, get Sam going. Technically Gritty started in the AHL. Yes, he did. So the story behind Gritty is that Gritty was working in the AHL. The person in the Gritty costume was working for the Phantoms. There's no person in the Gritty costume. It's Gritty. 
It's gritty. <laughs> Don't take that away from me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so going back, they did have a slow start to to the season. It was looking much dismal, and it was looking much to the start of last year. Um, I was kind of pounding my head to the table and being like, oh, God, is this team really, really going to repeat last year? Um, Dana, you can attest to this. They are looking much better. Mm-hmm. They've literally turned on a light switch and it's like, oh, where is this team coming from? Um, 6-3-0-1 in their last 10 games. Um, <laughs> they're sixth in the Atlantic Division and they are ninth in the um, Eastern Conference as I last looked. I haven't looked lately. Um, I got it up in front of me, so you're you're good I there. Yep, sixth, um, uh, sixth in the Atlantic. And I don't want to say this too soon, but they're looking what you and I are going to call a sleeper team. We kind of talked about when we were doing our division preview shows that depending on how things go with Philadelphia – and which players are with the NHL ranks and which are with the AHL, the Phantoms have the making of a team that could be a solid playoff contender. Yes. And, but all these know, injuries keep racking up at both levels. That's going to make it tough. So you have, and Pat pointed this out, you have Tyson Forrester, Cam York, Ronnie Adderd, Elliot Denoyer, and Sam Erson, who has been out sick Um with the flu and Sam, I hope you feel better. Um, who have led Lehigh Valley basically mm. this year so far. Um, Josh, I like to think Ryan, it's Ryan Ellis dressed up as gritty this season. It's how I convince <laughs> myself he's still. <laughs> Josh is on one with the comments tonight. I love it. Michael, the fans are basically supporting themselves on the flyers. They really point. are. That's, and, a, that's but, a really great point, Michael. Mike, they're doing great. They really are. Even even when they lose games, they're persistent. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the persistence. I don't want to see them losing games because they're being lazy. Last year, they were being lazy. This year, they're being persistent, which is what I want to see. I don't want to walk out of a game and be like, wow, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I walk out of a game feeling good. Like, my team actually did that. Like mm-hmm. they were persistent. Yeah, hard I work, think Dana. Hard I think work. all but two games were one goal games. Yeah. So hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I want to see that hard work. Uh, do we need to get to another ad read here? Or where are we where are we at in our show here? Oh, we still have to go over Utica and Sandy. Oh boy, we haven't even done that yet. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we haven't we haven't talked in three weeks. Um, That's true. We got a lot to catch up on. So Utica, um, Comets fans have an opportunity to see something uh, special. Simon Nemec. Um, they can keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah. Utica, the you joke's have a never gonna get old. U- Utica has a serious problem. Uh, he went second overall in July's NHL draft with the Jersey Devils. I don't know how they're doing so well. Anyway. They're, um, oh, boy. <laughs> like, like Nemitz is going to be very, very good. New Jersey, like, frankly, they don't have a spot for him right now, even if to, to call him up if they wanted to. Like, they're rolling. Something like, what, like 
19 and four, something like that. 18, four, 19, four. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's insane how good a start they're on. Um, but the 18 year old has more than held his own at the AHL level as he works up towards being a mainstay in the Jersey lineup. Yeah. Uh, Nemitz is a guy who, um, coming out of this year's draft class, I thought there were two defensemen at the top who really one a one B and it's kind of, what do you need more from your defenseman? Uh, Nemitz definitely had the higher upside offensively. However, uh, David Juricek, who went to Columbus, um, is your more prototypical shutdown type defenseman where he might chip in three or four goals a season, but probably not more than that. But he's also going to make sure that about 30% of the should-be goals at the other end of the ice or more don't go into the net. Like, he is so good. Both of them are in different regards. Um but Nemitz in particular, um, Utica's got a good one. They're not going to have him super long, but they're probably, I would say for this year for sure, and maybe to start next season as well. Um, those are that's, – that's a player who Utica fans are just going to absolutely fall in love with if they haven't already, um, and someone who really can compete on that team for, uh, for the lead in points – as well right now a goal and four assists uh so five points through 16 games and again he's just a kid like um you know an 04 birth year yeah um i just want to go back to dana's comment for a second Mm -hmm. i did look at the scores and she's right all but two games were one goal game and they were losses Mm -hmm. so talk about persistence And then uh, our last one here for San Diego, uh, new head coach, Ray Summer. Not sure what was next for him after he left San Jose Barracuda following last season. Uh, Then the Anaheim Ducks installed him as their new head coach in San Diego. And uh, the AHL coaching legend back behind the bench. Uh, Sam, I like your note in here at the AHL is a better place with Roy Summer. That's a a great take. You know, I mean, and you can see the goals are doing better with him there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sorry, if you can't find a place in the NHL to coach, find a place in the AHL to coach. It's just mm-hmm. as good. But some people might look at it as a demotion. Some people might. I <laughs> I am I'm like this. I've been waiting for this all day for when you get to it, and we're almost there. Um, but yeah, uh, looking at the goals and how it feels like that organization has kind of dragged some of their player development. We talked earlier in the show about. Some organizations really get it and others, it hasn't quite been there to the same degree. That's not to say they don't do a good job of it. It's just, it hasn't been as successful. Um, And I feel like the Gulls are in kind of a a weird spot as well, where they're going to get a lot of talent coming through over the next couple of years as Anaheim kind of retools on the fly and they figure out, okay, how do we build around Trevor Zegras? How do we start to put the makings of that team together? Um, and a lot of that is going to be investment in the Gulls and getting good players in San Diego working uh, day in and day out really to get ready for that NHL level and to make that next step. So um, Summer being in position there to, to bring them along through the ranks, um, I love it. I think that's really a, a natural fit. Yeah. 
Righteous Felon. We get to talk about them. Uh, promo code OCSN at checkout for 15% off your Righteous Felon order. Um, so I just actually got my package from them yesterday. I need um, to order from them. And I, I had ate it all. Had five bags of jerky in that uh, that shipment. Um, so I did get to try the Marilyn Monroe. That was the first one I went to, and exactly like I thought, you taste that the the Old Bay um, with the crab seasoning in there and just running through the jerky. Um, it's not like overpowering where it's like, why am I eating crab, but it tastes like beef jerky? Like, no, it's, you get the flavor, but it's not overpowering. Like, it's so good. Um, I got the jalapeno one. I haven't got into that one yet. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones I got. I think like, um, uh, the one that they named for Biggie that I can't remember is Notorious. Vince, if you're out there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, I, I've got five bags, and I'm looking forward to getting into them when I'm back uh, on the road with the boys this weekend. So, uh, righteous felon promo code OCSN fifteen percent off at checkout. Um, <clears throat> I do have to point out the uh, the jerseys in the back. These are my uh, my my two OGs, Phantoms. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana, you're probably still watching. Nine more sleeps. <laughs> Not counting down or anything. It's fine. It's uh, number 34. Anyway. Uh, next up, mismanagement of a prospect. This Shane Wright situation has I'm letting my you head go spinning. Off because that, this is something I know that you wanted to talk about when it first mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. So for those who uh, haven't been following Shane Wright, um, quick recap. He basically all of his draft year looked like he was going to be the first overall pick. Um, as we get the Alex Lyon salute. Um, yeah, Shane I'm Wright. Like, Dana, I'm not, I swear. Yeah, when, when is Sam ever excited? That's that's not a thing Sam does. Even keel. Um, Shane Wright. Looked like he was going to be the first overall pick. Ended up going fourth. Um, really, like even two, three weeks before the draft. Looked like he was going number one and just slid got to seattle made the team out of camp looked like he was going to stay on the roster but then started to get scratched and seattle ultimately ended up sending him down to the ahl on a conditioning stint which because of the nhl's partnership with the chl juniors program um usually players have until I want to say it's November, like November 10th, November 15th, something like that as a cutoff date where after that players either stay with the NHL team the whole season or they go back to juniors. They can't go to the AHL level. Um, Seattle decided to keep Shane Wright up past that deadline, but also was scratching him. He wasn't getting a whole lot of ice time. And now they've had to send him down to the AHL level where he's tearing it up Um, already like three goals in two games and just on a tear. And you see the confidence, you see the talent, the skill level that he has. Um, And you wonder like, was it a mistake to not send him back to juniors this year? You also wonder, does the NHL need to completely get rid of this arrangement with the CHL where 
players either are NHL or juniors and nothing in between. Um, Sam, you and I have talked about how the most important thing with player development is finding the right level for them to develop at. And whether that's the AHL, whether that's the NHL, whether that's juniors, collegiate, um, you know, independent, whether you're playing overseas, whatever, players have to be able to develop in the environment that is best for them. Shane Wright right now is absolutely thriving at the AHL level. I think honestly, if he could spend, up. if he could spend the rest of the year with Coachella, that would absolutely be the best thing with his development. But league rules don't allow that. I think I saw somewhere where he was sent down on a conditioning stint. Yep. So, not even hurt. So he'll be sent down for two weeks. I think he's going to go back at some point this week or weekend. Um, and then he goes back for a couple of games and then they can send him down for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird up and down back and forth that it also has to, um, because he's on his entry level deal, he's a waivers exempt player. So he doesn't have to pass through waivers when getting sent down, but also he's supposed to be going back to juniors if he can, but he can't. So it just it, to me, it really feels like mismanagement of Shane Wright. It feels like they kind of set him up to fail almost because, as we've talked about on the show before, for an 18-year-old player, what's better, playing eight minutes a night in the NHL or playing 20 minutes a night at juniors or in the AHL? And especially for someone where with Shane Wright, like the biggest knock on him was his skating ability – how are you going to develop your skating ability playing eight minutes a game? You're not. You're not. Like, it, it is that simple. Like, he has to be on the ice. And that's the case for so many prospects is the hardest thing for them to refine is their skating and their stride. Um, you look at guys like Connor Bedard, who's going to be the number one pick in this year's draft. You look at Connor McDavid. You look at Nathan McKinnon. All of these guys, the big thing that sets them apart it's not their hockey sense. It's not their reflexes. It's their skating ability. These guys are such good skaters. And if you don't have that time to really hone your craft and develop your skating, and I'm talking figuring out, do you want a half-inch blade or a five-eighths? Do you want um, – how do you want your strides to look and feel and it make it natural so that you're still getting the most out of your stride – but it's not uncomfortable. Those are things that with that level of attention to detail, it's so much easier when you're at uh, an AHL or a juniors level because you're playing that much. And I think for right, that puts him that much further behind as well, because as we talked about prospects are coming through now that didn't get to play because of COVID Shane Wright is really kind of a, a case study in prospect development through COVID and, I look forward to five to 10 years from now when we see the long form studies of how COVID impacted player development. Um, I'm a geek over that kind of stuff. I, I, I really, it, yeah. Um, but this, this to me, like it, it felt really weird for them to do with that kind of prospect. And you see as well, like Maddie Beneers is absolutely lighting the world on fire with Seattle right now. He's going to be, I'd be really surprised at this point if he's not your Calder Trophy winner. He's certainly the betting favorite right now. I do know that much, but um, 
I really think he's pretty much a lock to to win it if he keeps playing like he's playing. For them to potentially have Matty Beneers and Shane Wright as your top two centers, that's so much raw talent to be working with that you have to handle it carefully. To me, this felt like they really didn't. It's going to be so unfair for Coachella. Oh, yeah. Like you're it, it, it you're in the rest of the year. Your inaugural year, mm-hmm. and you win the Calder Cup. Mm-hmm. That's completely unfair, and ugh, yeah, and it's well within the realm of possibility. It is brand new arena, <clears throat> staged. Anyway, <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E. And check out all of our other podcast articles and more. We have a new podcast. Is it premiering tomorrow? It is either premiering tomorrow or a week from tomorrow. I talked to Jesse and Joel about that over the last couple of days. And Joel actually told me tonight they might hold it off a little bit. Um, but but we already have uh, internetwork podcast yeah. beef um, for, for taking cheap shots at my wild calling them frauds, putting us on fraud watch. We're, oh, we're going to be beefing. Anyway, we have a new show called Center Ice, and um, it is going to be our Big Brother show. Uh, It is the NHL League-wide show. So we are the AHL League-wide. They are going to be the NHL League-wide. And And yes, there there will be some crossover there, too. They'll lean on us for stuff. We'll lean on them. Uh, But uh, Joel is my co-host on uh, Podsnipe Selly. Jesse, of course. I mean, if you're watching OCSN, you know Jesse. So yes. Um, and then we also have Flyers Alley. We have the fan lot. Um, we have uh, the sports betting show. Oh God, I cannot think of it. Oh my God, I feel so bad, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot think of the show right now. My brain is mush. Um, it's all good. Sam yeah. gets a pass for tonight. Yeah. New medication. All right, AHL Player of the Week, Matthew Phillips from Calgary Wranglers. Um, people are calling for this kid to be called up. Um, let's face it, uh, Calgary's not doing so hot. <laughs> not to the level that we thought they would do. Um, you know, we, we expected the, the Calgary Flames to be um, – one of the, the front runners in the Pacific. Also, speaking of Seattle, like, holy crap, they're second in the Pacific right now. Like, they're ahead of Edmonton. They're ahead of Calgary. They're ahead of the Kings. They're, they're only behind Vegas. It doesn't make sense. Martin Jones is playing out of his mind right now. Like, it it doesn't make sense. Um, but then Calgary Wranglers, 11-6-1. Okay, they're two points behind Colorado. Sorry, Super Fantasy Bros. I had to. Oh, there you <laughs> go. It was going to bother me. There you go. Had to get one more in there. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, great week for uh, Matthew Phillips. Three goals, six assists in four games last week. Um, he is the top scorer in the AHL. Um, really a solid career, I would say, at the AHL level. Uh, 187 points. In 217 AHL games with Calgary and Stockton. Um, sixth round pick for the Flames in 2016. Um, thank you for having that one in the notes because I would not have been able to play draft history, uh, pick the round on that one, unfortunately. Um, my my knowledge of the uh, draft years for Wranglers prospects is not quite there. 
But uh, yeah, uh, really a solid week for Matthew Phillips. Congratulations on uh, Player of the Week. Yeah, definitely always a uh, a good thing to uh, earn AHL Player of the Week. Um, you know, not a lot of people get it. Visit www.norspirits.com. Enter promo code OCS for Old City Sports for twenty five percent off your Norse Beard products. You got to get the get the beard going here. Get it coming in looking nice, looking clean. Nobody likes a dirty beard. Uh, Norse Beards products will help you take care of that. Really, Dan? Nobody likes a dirty beard. Nobody, nobody likes a dirty beard. You don't want like crumbs or crap in your beard. You don't want like the you don't want to get ingrown hairs in your beard like that's so that's really uncomfortable clean face clean skin looking healthy norse beards got you back go check them out um it is time <laughs> we've teased it all show oh. sam the no, ahl this had you so heated on twitter and if you want to go back <laughs> and take a look through sam's uh, tweets and replies well i deleted all, all of them because I wanted to, but anyway, because um, it's my Twitter and I'm allowed to. There you um, go. Anyway, so yesterday, the Liberty Yell, my my good friends over there, um, tweeted out something about um, how they the the Daily Faceoff uh, tweeted out something that the uh, the Wild demoted yeah, Marco Rossi, yeah, d- demoted Marco Rossi. I jokingly said that I don't like the word demotion because the AHL is not a demotion. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry if I'm blowing out anyone's eardrums. That's all good. There's a wonderful thing that uh, StreamYard does called a compressor, which is when the volume gets dramatically louder than your normal speaking range, it will like max out like, hey, here's where your level is at. And if you go beyond that, guess what? You're only getting this much volume. So by all means, yell as much as you want. And if you're blowing out people's eardrums, that's on them for having it turned up too loud. Um, so people got kind of heated mm-hmm. with me saying that. Saying that, um, hold me have a comment. I've got my popcorn go to yes. town. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, I had people saying to me, um, demotion means being stepping down, being sent down from your position. Yes, it does. Um, on the spot, AHL is not a demotion whatsoever. Thank you. Michael, Michael Scott hitting the table. Thank you. <laughs> That's Sam right now. So I had people saying to me, you know, I, I had someone who really does respect me saying, you know, he doesn't agree with me. He, you know, respects what I do, but he doesn't agree with me. And that's fine. You know? Yeah. We can respectfully disagree on stuff. That's fine. Do not get disrespectful with me. Mm. Dana, I see your text message and I am demoting you. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Spicy Sam tonight. Um, don't get disrespectful with me in the comments because one you are disrespecting the league mm-hmm. and you're disrespecting what I do as a whole. Well, and let's not forget either here for a lot of players, like the HL is a promotion. Yeah. 
Like you're, you're, coming up from, from, you're coming up from juniors, you're coming up from college, you're coming up from the ECHL, the SPHL. It's a promotion for a lot of people. Um, so it's fine. I, I can respectfully disagree and that's fine. What I cannot and do not tolerate is being disrespected and having my opinions disrespected. Um, especially at six o'clock in the morning, because listen, I put something out on Twitter yesterday that asked the ECHL if the AHL is- Bingo. Josh, again, A plus comments all night coming from B-Ball, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Um, Player development, and if someone isn't skating or getting minutes in the NHL, why not go get minutes in the AHL where you can actually develop? And that's where I'm going with this. And this is the point that I tried making to people is that if the player isn't getting minutes, why not? Yeah, you're promoting their ice time. I'm going to use Lazinski. Lazinski was getting nine minutes a night on the ice. And not just because he's my favorite player, but he was getting nine minutes of night on the ice total. If that, why not send him down? Mm -hmm. Look at what he did. He was getting major minutes. I think he was getting like 20, he got 20 minutes in two games. So he was getting 40, he got 40 minutes in two games. And look at what he did. Now he's back up there getting nine minutes again. Besides the point. Mm -hmm. But Marco Rossi, let's get back to the wild. He played four games. He got time on ice was 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to keep someone in the NHL who is sitting there scratched and only getting 12 minutes of ice time? Why are you going to keep him there to yeah. regress? Why are you going to keep someone of Marco Rossi's talent mm-hmm. in the NHL scratched? Yeah, you're looking at who is supposed to be your future number one center. At the very least, a top six center. That is the expectation for Marco then, Rossi. Give him the time. Uh, here's another point. Marco Rossi also fought after COVID what's called um, myocarditis. Yes. He fought a very public battle with a heart condition that people develop after COVID. Yeah, like it, it can be a career ender for athletes. Regardless of, of the COVID connection, that can be something that ends your career. So, no, this is not a demotion for him. And I'm pretty sure this kid is happy as hell to be going down to the AHL to be getting top minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make another point. I tweeted out, and I didn't want comments, but people commented on it anyway because people don't know how to follow directions. Zach McEwen, mm-hmm. demoted, brought back up. Cole Caulfield, demoted, mm-hmm. brought back up. Shane Wright, demoted. He'll be brought back up. Yeah. So tell me again how the AHL is a demotion because it's not. Yeah. I don't want to hear it, and I'll never see it that way. And to the person that told me, do I know what demotion means? Yeah, I know what demotion means, and don't insult my intelligence ever again. There we go. You wanted spicy Sam, spicy Sam delivered. Uh, 
being in an NHL locker room isn't development. Playing hockey develops players, not riding pine. Yeah. So again, you're getting a promotion in the minutes you are getting from 10 minutes to 20. Like that's what Marco Rossi is going to get. That's what he needs. That's not a demotion. You are getting more ice time, which is what everybody as a hockey player should want. Um, you know, <laughs> hold on. Someone just Michael Hellman right away. I look at Tanner Lazinski. He played a little over five minutes tonight and he tore it up in such a short amount of time with the Phantoms. He would get more minutes in the AHL right now. Yep. And when the Flyers get healthy, um, Sam, you and I talked about this before the show. Lazinski is kind of right on that bubble of probably likely to be the one who is sent back to the AHL. I don't, but again, I want him up there. I want him getting big minutes, but if he needs mm -hmm. to be sent back, he needs to be sent back. Yeah. The same with Wilman. The same with Wade Allison. If a kid needs, one of these players needs to be sent back and they're on a two-way contract and they're waiver exempt, send them back. Cam York. Oh, Cam okay. York needs the AHL time right now. Thank you. I will, I will say it louder for the Flyers fans in the back. Cam York needs the AHL right now. He's going to be very good. Give him the time. It was not a demotion. Jesse, you always said you wanted my spicier side. Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. This segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media PA. Um, go check them out if you're ever in media. They have really great beer and, uh, and merch. Um, let's get into some re um, major recalls that I kind of just uh, picked out. Um, Jesus, got me all fired up. I can't find. Uh, obviously, Marco Rossi sent to Iowa from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Zane McIntyre, same boat. Flyers fans, uh, if you followed the Phantoms during the shortened COVID season, you know who Zane McIntyre is, mm -hmm. our boy. Who saved us that season? Making the four-hour drive down I-35. Um, Jackson Cates was sent back to Lehigh today. That's Jesse's boy. Igor Zamula was sent to you. Philly. I love Cates. UMD boy. I know you. He's you love. I love the Cates boys. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, how do you feel about Noah? I love Noah. Both of them. How can how can you not? Noah was on first line tonight. There you go. Um, Tyler Weatherspoon. So we, I know of Tyler. He's great player, uh, great D man. He served his purpose here in, um, in Lehigh when he was here, but, um, he's now with Utica. Keep the lights on. Um, he was sent to Jersey, so he got his call up, but then he was sent back to Utica a couple days later. Um, Vince, Ryan Lowen, you know, your boy. Um, was sent to Hartford from Jacksonville, which is an ECHL team. Mm -hmm. um, so he's he's sitting pretty in Hartford right now. Um, let's talk about this last one here. Wayne Simmons. Oh, boy. Was sent from Toronto Maple Leafs to the Toronto Marlies. And then sent from the Toronto Marlies back to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's one of those where... Again, I know it's kind of a weird situation where 
teams haven't claimed Simmons when he's gone through waivers. So I wonder if Dubas just knows that and is sending him down to save like 40K against the cap because the Leafs are so like up against it that by sending him down, they can save like, you know, let's, let's, let's call it 40K a day that he's sent down. Like that's not the number. Don't quote me on that number, but for the sake of math, let's say that's it. They, they send him down for two days. That gives them another 80K in cap room. They call him back up and do that. Generally, you see that with somebody who is waivers exempt. Generally, your your players on entry-level contracts, just as a way of kind of manipulating the cap a little bit, getting the numbers to work move. out in your favor. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a paper move. Um, seeing that with Simmons is really weird to me if that's what this actually is. If I can tell you, I sorry, I... I went on the AHL website and I clicked on his name in the transaction page. Mm-hmm. He did not play a single game for the Marlies. Nope. It, it, it literally has his profile picture. It has Wayne Simmons. It has his birth date and everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's blank. Yeah. So it was paper move. Yeah. So very odd that you would do that. Um, oh, excuse me. Bro, I feel that. Sure. I'm I'm trying to cut back on the the Mountain Dew intake. Um, don't don't be, be don't completely completely off the stuff by the end of the year is the the goal. That was my that was my 2021 into 2022 New Year's resolution was to be done with Mountain Dew by the end of the year. I feel like the Maple Leafs spend a lot of time looking at the injury reports from other teams and put Simmons on waivers, hoping someone will claim him. Yeah, that's a very valid point too, and and. Teams, especially as the year goes on, are going to look for somebody who plays the style of game that Simmons plays. Like, he he is built for playoff hockey. He's built for winning your battles along the wall. He's built for getting in front of the net, standing there and deflecting pucks and just taking cross-checks from the defenseman all game. He can be your fighter if he needs to. He's built for playoff hockey. He really is. And if he can be healthy and ready to go for the playoffs, for whoever, that's a good get. So whether that's with Toronto, whether that's somewhere else, if Toronto's not careful and they keep sending him through waivers, like he is going to get picked up. And it's going to be somebody late in the year looking to add some sandpaper to their lineup. And Simmons is going to be, you know, again, he's probably only going to play like eight minutes a night, but he'll be your energy guy. He'll be your leader. And who knows? That could be big things down the stretch. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, I mean, he, he was our grit here. Um, I believe, I, I, I think, you know, Jesse was a fan of him. I think. I believe so. He was a gritty guy. So mm-hmm. I just assume. Probably. <laughs> He's the type of player that Jesse tends to like. Yes. Um, I mean, I that was the era of where I wasn't following hockey. So I didn't really like know him, know him. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. Um, and my dad doesn't follow hockey as much anymore. Uh, he knows of it because of me. Uh, but he followed back when, well, Sam, you know, when I followed hockey, it was, there was always blood on the ice. They didn't wear helmets. I said, well, now dad, there's things called concussions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, now we know what those are called. Yeah. It's not just getting your bell rung. 
Well, when, you know, when guys got punched, they came right back out on the ice. I said, yeah, dad, that stopped uh, about 10 years ago. <laughs> it stopped because players were literally dying 10 years after they hung them up because of all the brain trauma. So yeah. let's kind of scale that one back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they keep putting him through waivers, somebody's going to pick him up. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody didn't pick him up this time, but if Dubas keeps throwing him on waivers... What's gonna it's happen? gonna happen. Yeah, somebody's gonna pick him up because they have an injured player that's gonna be out for the entire year. So, final segment of the show brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com. Check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. And guess what? Not only is this our last segment of the show, but we got a name for this segment. Between the pipes, we're gonna start taking a look at uh, goaltenders in particular each week and uh sam for our first ever between the pipes dustin takarski is uh our between the pipes goaltender focus this week i went against my team oh no <laughs> no um dustin takarski great fabulous goaltender um and he did a great accomplishment this past weekend. Um, I kind of forced Jesse, Vince, and Rachel to watch it with me. Um, <laughs> they kind of tuned out, but uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Dustin Tokarski stopped 32 shots through regulation in OT against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this weekend and was perfect in the shootout, and he recorded his 200th career AHL win. Let's rattle off some of the teams that Tokarski has played for because he has really been around everywhere. the block. <laughs> Norfolk, Tampa Bay Lightning, Syracuse Crunch, Hamilton Bulldogs, Montreal Canadiens, St. John's Icecaps, uh, San Diego Gulls, Anaheim Ducks, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Hartford Wolfpack, Charlotte Checkers, uh, WBS Penguins, Buffalo Sabres, Rochester Americans, wherever he has gone. All he's done is show up and just play his heart out. And the numbers don't always reflect the talent level of Tokarski. But I feel like all he's done is just kind of bounce around from spot to spot and show up and play well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a couple of years ago with the Checkers, um, 956 save percentage. Uh, this year with Wilkes Bear, 940. Safe percentage, 1.7 goals against this year. Yeah, he just shows up and balls out. Yeah, he's um he's a heck of a goalie. Um Tony Andragitis, who I, I I met um a couple of seasons ago and he kind of mentored me through my first two seasons, uh well, season and a half of being media and you know, I, I learned a lot from him. So I I really look up to him um he is the founder and owner of inside ahl hockey and uh he covers the wilkes scranton penguins so i see him in passing um he interviewed dustin takarski after friday's win against lehigh valley and dustin had this to say on reaching the 200 win milestone That's definitely a cool honor. To be honest, I didn't even know where I was at to start the year. It's been a pretty fun career. Some time in the NHL, lots of time in the AHL, and I'm enjoying this year. We have a great staff, great teammates, 
you know, I got an incredible family, a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters, mom and dad to thank for supporting me ever since it started. So to get a milestone like this that shows a little bit of longevity, it's pretty cool. Yeah, a, a guy that you just you want to root for, whether he's on your team or not. Um, I always remember Tokarski as a guy that like playing a lot of chill growing up. Like you always trade for Tokarski because you know if he's your backup goaltender, that's a win. If he's your minor league goaltender, it's a win. And that's exactly what he's been for his whole career. He shows up at the NHL, he's stealing you a win that maybe you didn't play that well in front of him. Uh, AHL level, absolutely. Like he's tearing it up this season. Um, and um, not to take anything away from Tokarski right now, but uh, I'm, I'm on Tony's Twitter and uh, Wilkser played Hershey tonight. And uh, I'm going to pronounce this player's name wrong, but Kaigola, they went to a shootout, Hershey and Wilkes-Barre went to a shootout, and Kaigwola went third for Wilkes-Barre. He hit the post. Hershey wins the shootout and takes the game 4-3. There you go. Guess where I'll be tomorrow night. Is that where you're going to be? Hershey's yep. – well, I'm not going to be at Hershey. It's a home game, but um, Hershey's a very good team. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah, Hershey is uh, is looking pretty solid to uh, start the year here. 12-4-2. Uh, 26 points for them. So uh, three uh, points back of on, uh, first place in the Atlantic. On the spot sports, uh, my friend Jack Hudick, who actually just interviewed Pat Nagel. Go check that interview out. Um, that's a guy who enjoys the process and grind that it takes to win 200 games and who loves the game. Mm-hmm. Jack himself is a goaltender. Yeah, for uh, for Tukarski, who, um, you know, 33 years old, um to get to 200 goaltending wins at any level is exactly like that. It's, it's the dedication to the craft. It is the long hours put in and it's being in the right place at the right time too. You know, I, I compared with, with football where people look at quarterback wins and people look at goaltenders and goaltending wins, baseball and pitcher wins, wins are a team stat. And yeah, it's cool to, to win 200 games, um, but it also says something about the teams you're with as well. And I'm sure Tukarski would be the first one to say I could, he couldn't have done it without his teammates. He would be the first one to tell you that. Uh, comment here from Michael. Uh, Hershey seems to have a trend that they start slow and pick up as the season goes on. That's why they're always a threat to win the Calder Cup every year. Yeah, it's it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, and Hershey, yeah. Hershey is a really good uh, example of that. They're a pain, but they're so good good like mm-hmm. it's, and the fact that they have a new coach that has won two calder cups the man knows how to coach a calder cup winning team that's mm-hmm. the problem yeah that Hershey's in good shape I, i'm not saying they're you know the the odds on favorite or anything like that but can't count them out no definitely not all right. Well, is that uh, is that it for our rundown here? I think we finally made it through the show. Just one last one to read here, and that's uh, Fanatics. Um, visit uh, Fanatics. We've got a, a promo code. Modelo. Uh, we'll, we'll get put up here somewhere, uh, but ends with Beauty's AHL. Uh, get your some of your favorite NHL gear. 
Uh, use code RAP24 for mm-hmm. 70% off your order. I put the I put the wrong code in. It's Modelo, and it's, okay. it's 65% off your order. So basically, okay. Fanatics is paying you to buy their stuff. Pretty much, yeah. You know, that especially with the holidays coming up, you're looking to get your gear. Um, go to Fanatics, use, use our code, and get 65% off your order here. Um, uh, promo code Modelo, 65% off. That's you're paying a third of the price and right before the holidays too. So that's, you know, what's, what's better than that. Yep. But, oh, do you want to talk about your, uh, your cup here? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, so for those who didn't know, uh, part of the reason that I was gone was I was doing my bachelor party. I'm getting married in April, but with all of the stuff that I'm doing with hockey and uh, one of my groomsmen is getting married a month before me. So uh, he's doing stuff with his wedding. This is just like the best time that we could get the guys together here. Um, but one guy, one of my guys made me a, a replica of the Stanley Cup, and we took it with us uh, throughout the weekend here. Um, I, I totally forgot. I, I thought I was just showing you this, but uh, yeah. Um, so at the top of the cup there, you'll see a couple signatures on there. We got Nordy, the uh, Minnesota Wild mascot. Um, by the way, they got me a suite for the game, which was just an unbelievable uh, experience in and of itself. Um, but we got Nordy, the wild mascot, to sign it. We got Tom Reed, who played for the North Stars, the Blackhawks, and uh, owns a restaurant near the XL Energy Center, just like a block away. We watched the Vikings-Bills game there uh, beforehand, and Tom Reed was just walking by, hanging around, hanging around, saying hi to people and all that. Got him to sign it, got him to chirp Joel. Um, so there's more on that on, uh, on Pod Snipe Sully. And then uh, we got Billy Guerin, wild general manager, to uh, sign the cup as well. So... All sorts of uh, funny signatures on there, um, uh, but those those ones in particular, it's like it's it's just really cool. So, um, but yeah, that was that was what I did, and then uh, we had Thanksgiving after that. So, but now we're back, so uh, yeah. should be should be more consistent here uh, every Tuesday night type of deal. Great show, great topics. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Mike. You too, Michael. <laughs> that uh, that's a good place to end it. So, uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors, Righteous Felon. Shammy Creek Brewing Company, Norse Beards, Lugaroo Jerseys, Sterling Pig, Canadips, Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Uh, could not do this show without the awesome support from all of our sponsors. Um, but that's it for today's episode of American Beauties. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back next week with more AHL content. Stay tuned to Twitter for updates there. Uh, but until then, uh, for Sam Wismer, I'm Dan Bradley. Enjoy your day, everybody. Thanks, guys. <laughs>